ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Blank. I am Branham. It's Joe George behind the glass, the assistant to the regional manager, our Queen Bee. And last night, the San Francisco 49ers got Mahomes. Mahomes again. Pat Mahomes continues to be terrific. Pat Mahomes has won three Super Bowls. He's still very young. That was the story last night to be Blankers. That was my biggest takeaway. Pat Mahomes, when he had to have it, gave you two had-to-have-it drives. I don't think he was terrific throughout. I think San Francisco's defense outplayed Kansas City's offense. But when Kansas City had to have it, Final drive of the fourth quarter, down by three. Got it. Kicked a field goal, sent the game to overtime. Trailing by three. They got the second possession. Went right down the field. No problem. Scored the touchdown. Kansas City wins. Patrick Mahomes has his third Super Bowl championship. One of only five quarterbacks in NFL history that have at least three. Yeah, no, look, I I look at what he did, and I think there's a lot of different ways to look at this. The one thing is, is, from a Mahomes perspective, his demeanor is unbelievable because, you know, you've got – a couple of you've got the, the the Kelsey thing in the first half. You've got the Rice thing in the second half, where a lot of quarterbacks would like get emotional and they would get lost in that instead of staying focused. He just seems like it's not like a laid back attitude, but it just seems like nothing ever really ruffles his feathers, with the exception of that that uh, penalty on what was it Tony during the season for for uh, where he lined up on that play where they got the lateral, that got the touchdown, he went after the referees after the game in the Buffalo game and kept chasing them. For the most part, he just he keeps his cool. He has an, obviously an unbelievable uh, skill set. And I thought that Kansas City made adjustments in the second half, and San Francisco, some re- for some reason in the third quarter, went away from running the football when they were gashing the, the Chiefs' defense. I think that was Kansas City's defense. What was the quote from their corner was that they wanted Brock Purdy to throw the ball? So I think they made an adjustment. It was like, you're going to need to throw the ball against us. We're going to sell out to stop the run because San Francisco didn't have a very good uh, offensive prowess there in that second half. They, and they, you know, three and a half yards per carry. They, they ran it pretty well in the first half, but second half it wasn't there. Kansas City adjusted. Kansas City uh, did what they needed to do defensively, and it's probably the reason that Brock Purdy's not what you would consider a game changer, as Cam Newton would say. Cam Newton would say that Brock Purdy's not a game changer. He's a game manager. I agree with Cam Newton. I agree with that assessment. I don't think that Brock Purdy is a game changer. I think he's a game manager. I think you can look at that Super Bowl yesterday, and there's two quarterbacks that play. One is a game changer. One is a game manager, and you can tell me which one of the two you think it is. Yeah, no, look, I I think we talked about this leading into the Super Bowl, I mean, and and how legacies would be defined. I think that he was trying to create some form or, or, or fashion of a legacy to get a contract to be the quarterback for the Niners for the future, for the long haul, and do a lot of different things. Shanahan's going to have a, you know, a, a situation to, to look at in terms of how do you improve a team that is talented across the board, and, and do, you, do you understand the fact that maybe in order to get better, you might have to look at what you're going to do at quarterback because he is as good. I mean, I think he is what he's going to be. You're right. For the rest of his career, he's going to be more like a game manager. But at the same time, no matter how good your skill position players are, you, you watch the other side of the field. You're going to need a guy that maybe he doesn't have to do it as much as Mahomes sometimes has to do it. But you're going to need a quarterback in this league that makes plays. 
And I don't know other than a couple times where he used his legs in the divisional round and in the, in the uh, NFC Championship game. And he made some throws, but he literally played two quarters uh, out of eight getting to the Super Bowl. And then in the Super Bowl, I don't think he played badly, but in the Super Bowl, sometimes you can't just be a game manager and win all the time. You've got to make more plays. And I think the Niners at a certain point are going to have, you know, kind of come to a, a fork in the road and try and figure out which, who they want to be. And if they want to be something he can't be, can't, will they be willing to move on? Yeah, I mean, to be very clear, you can win a Super Bowl with him. I mean, they, they were in overtime yesterday against Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. They're capable of winning a Super Bowl with him. They very easily could have won yesterday. One or two plays go their way. They win that football game. So I'm not saying that Brock Purdy, you can't win a Super Bowl with him. I'm not saying they should move on from Brock Purdy. It's just very clear which quarterback is a game changer and which one's a game manager. But, I mean, if San Francisco makes an extra point, they very well could have won that game mm-hmm. yesterday. The extra point changed the entire strategy of the entire fourth it quarter. If it doesn't get blocked, maybe Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant and a Super Bowl champion today. Pretty decent chance that there is. So, like, it's not – I don't want to be too critical of Purdy. He's just not elite. Now, right. that team, but I think, is elite. That's why. Right. That, that's what I was saying. That, mm-hmm. that, I'll say it. I mean, when you're that talented across the board on both sides of the football and you have that much talent, and Shanahan deserves some criticism. I mean, he's and he's getting a ton, and I don't know if he deserves all of it, but at the same time, I still think because of later in the game, they were still able to run the football again, and I don't think they made enough adjustments. But at the same time, I look at this and say, hey, look, if I'm talented across the board all over the place with these guys that are like all pros and you know first-team NFL, NFLs and all these other things, and, and I'm not dominating as well as I, I think I should be. And a lot of the league thought they were dominant all year. We looked like it until they lost to the Ravens. That you have to look at it and go, what is the ceiling for Brock Purdy? Or are we already there? Super Bowl champions. That's the ceiling. But, but, now, but, yeah, but now you're going to start juggling salaries. You've got a lot of, you know, you're going to have more and more salaries coming up to where, and this team still hasn't won one. And you would have thought by now with the amount of talent on this roster and then getting a guy like McCaffrey and having the guys that they've had, that they, I would have thought they've already would have won one, and I don't know how long their windows open before they get into some some salary issues. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're really losing tons of free agents this year. Like Chase Young's probably the best of the bunch. Juwan Jennings is a restricted free agent, so they're going to return pretty much everybody next year. From just looking at the pending free agents that they have, but but I think that's the ceiling. I mean, you were you went to overtime in the Super Bowl. I think that you're capable of winning it. Uh, I just don't think Purdy is elite. Not that he has to be to win a Super Bowl because that team is really, really stinking good. Uh, Kansas City, the story here, though. You know, there, I, I wouldn't. There's never been a team that is three peated in NFL history, which is surprising to me. Like you would figure the Cowboys could have got it done whenever they had Jimmy and Barry, or that pre free agency, like the Still Curtain, could have won three in a row. It blows my mind, and I knew this, but it was reminded to me yesterday. It blows my mind that an NFL team has never won three championships in a row. Goes to show you how hard it is to stay at the very top for consecutive years. You know, Patriots had a dynasty, never won three in a row. Cowboys had a dynasty, never won three in a row. Steelers had a dynasty, never won three in a row. What do you think the Kansas City Chiefs' chances are of being the first team in NFL history to win three in a row? I think as long as 15's healthy and playing the way he plays, I think there, there's always a good chance for the Kansas City Chiefs because you know you would think that Rice is going to get better in just his, his rookie year this year. I'm sure they're looking at possibly adding a receiver or two, but that's not a team that needs a whole lot, although they have challenges. Again, we talk about salaries where they have a couple of key free agents on defense that they have to lock up. They've got some decisions on their offensive line. 
But for the most part, as long as you got 15 behind center, you got a chance to win. And he's proven that since he's been in the league, he is a dominant force to be dealt with. And I'd say the chances are, are, are pretty good because of the fact that the Ravens, no matter who, how good they are, if that's the number one competition for the Chiefs, the Ravens, as dominant as they can be in the regular season, we know what they do in the playoffs, and it's not getting win a Super Bowl. So uh, I think that the Chiefs will be the favorite to win the AFC again next year. Kansas City's losing more players than, like, San Francisco if you stack up the two, but I'm with you. Like, Kansas City had the number two defense in the NFL. I think they're still going to be very good defensively. Uh, Travis Kelsey's getting older, but he's coming back. It felt to me during that game, I was getting retirement vibes from Travis Kelsey, like these motivational speeches in the locker room, uh, the the angry outburst towards Andy Reid where he gave him a little bit of a hip check. And, like, it just seemed uncharacteristic. For I know Kelsey can get heated and stuff, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like he was on an extra level. Like, he was up. He was amplified a bit. And why do guys get amplified a bit? Well, Super Bowl, sure, but also, like, I really want this one in my final game. Uh, but he said, after, he said after the game, though, that he is going to come back. So did Andy Reid. So, looks like the, the band's going to be back together for the most part. Or, or proposal. Or, or just the pressure of having Taylor in the crowd. Yeah, it could Taylor be. Swift, I, well, love heat. makes you love makes you do some crazy yeah, things. You got to perform in front of Taylor Swift. You got to make sure that you're on your P's and Q's and you're getting touchdowns. And well, he was getting catch he had, in the first half. Yeah, one catch for one yard. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that and he, he knew that they were hyper focused on shutting him down. And I'm sure it was frustrating to a point. But look, in the second half, he he, he stepped up. He stepped out. Of, you know, and, and made plays. And and they made plays. I said this a few weeks ago. I really think that there's a good chance if his brother doesn't retire, his brother's going to be the center for the Chiefs next year. I think he's going to retire. I don't know. They said he was meeting with networks in Vegas to talk about TV. You don't You don't cry the way he cried walking off the field when they lost and on the sidelines if you're not walking away. Right, but there's it's always when an offer presents itself. Kansas City center's a free agent. He, he, he was okay. Like, if there's a chance he to— He stunk. Okay, there you go. I'm just saying. I'm not going to sit there and rip him completely. He, he was okay for the whole year as in totality. But if you could add his brother, if you could ask, add Jason Kelsey at center and he has a chance to play and play with his brother for a year, I think he might sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't get in the mind of Jason Kelsey. He just seems like he has retirement vibes, too. Uh, but, I mean, I thought that about Travis Kelsey yesterday, and he immediately said he's coming back. But you, you mentioned the tears, the walking off for the final time. Um, it was reported that he was going to retire, and then he kind of pushed back. Well, I haven't officially retired, but he said the reason he didn't officially retire is because he wants to make sure that he talks to the people that he loves in his life. He's in the suites, jumping out of them, drinking heavy alcohol. He's playing blackjack to the early th- hours of the morning in Las Vegas. Other than being kin to Travis Kelsey, I don't see anything that uh, makes me think but that he would retire. Season. Creed Humphrey's under contract for next year, too. I thought I, I read somewhere that he was either there's it, there's an option or that he's there's always an option in the NFL, but uh, Spotrack could also cut him. Spotrack has him under uh, under contract, and it looks like he's super cheap too. He's like under two million dollars, but I mean that also means well, maybe he could be, be the backup, backup center. Yeah, yeah. so exactly. that doesn't eliminate the idea of that. But it, he's yeah, he's uh, he's under contract for that season because their big thing is their left tackle is is free, and I think they're going to move on from him, and that they were going to look at. I think they were going to look at right tackle as well, but. I mean, obviously, was, the right tackle would makes twenty million a year. That did they sign from Jacksonville? Not yes. Is, is it is it uh, Smith on, Smith on the left side? D- Jawan Taylor's the right tackle. He's okay. the guy that they signed. And Taylor, from Jacksonville. yeah, Taylor's a Jacksonville guy. But I mean, it, just like anything else, like we were worried all year about keeping CJ upright. If you keep Mahomes upright and give him room, you got a chance to win it every single year. And I think that they'll look to improve the offensive line and the receiving. And and obviously, they got to take care of in house business with their defense. Figure that out. But the, 
Their team is too talented. I don't think they're going anywhere. 713-780-ESPN, the HRP listener line. Uh, 713-780-3776. Busy show. It is officially the offseason, so mock draft season. How are we making the Texans good, making mock drafts great again? It is Monday, so Mailbag Monday coming up at 430. Uh Lots to do with the Super Bowl. Like, where does Mahomes rank all time? We'll get further into the Kelsey thing. Best Super Bowl commercial, halftime performance, all of it. All of it. But coming up next, did, did Shanahan blow that game yesterday? And can, can Matt, uh, Pat Mahomes pass Tom Brady as the greatest ever? 713-780-3776, HRMP listener line. We're on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN Houston. We're on YouTube. Just search ESPN Houston on YouTube. He's at Pac-Man Joel on Twitter. He's at Joe George Radio on Twitter. I'm at Jeremy Branham on Twitter. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Guys, before we go to the break, a minute to talk about Allstate Siding and Windows. Allstate Siding and Windows, the best in the business. I just experienced it firsthand. I put new windows on my house. I'm telling you what a game changer those windows can be. One, they really give your entire house a facelift, and they look. it makes the house look more modernized. It's got great, they got great curb appeal. And even better than that, they're unbelievable at saving you up to 40% on your energy bills. They keep the hot air in in the wintertime and the cool air in in the summertime while being super protective during hurricane season. Down here in Houston, you know that's hyper important. And they're also a great tax break when you can write them off for the fact that they are energy efficient. It's fantastic. And because of the fact that you go to a pro like Allstate Windows and Siding, they're going to take care of you. Family owned and operated for three generations. Mary and her brother and everybody involved take care of Houstonians on a daily basis. You need to take advantage of the winter window special right now. 30% off on all windows. You get 24 months interest free. Discounts for senior citizens, first responders, and military. All you got to do is give them a call. 832-204-1936. Or look them up online. AllstateWindowsInsiding.com. That's 832-204-1936. Tell them I sent you by. They're going to come out. They're going to tell you how they can help you. And you are going to be glad you contacted them. Because they are the best in the business. AllstateWindowsInsiding.com. All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. He's blank on Branham. 9117. Shanahan lost that game again. He doesn't make adjustments. 49ers gave that game away. Chiefs defense was dominant most of this year. Made the plays when it mattered. Shanahan annoyed me yesterday, too. And I'm starting to think that... Uh, I'm starting to be. I'm starting to sour on Shanahan a bit. I think he's the greatest. I think he's the best. Eh, I mean, Reed's pretty good. I think he's a top two, top three offensive mind in the NFL. Reed, Shanahan. I would throw McVay uh, into the mix as well. I think Shanahan is too caught up. You know how like really good looking people are caught up on their good looks, and that you can't like they're shallow. They're good looking. They have zero personality. They're not really fun to talk to. They just you know admire themselves in the mirror. I think Shanahan's that way with his offense. His offense is so good looking that he's so caught up in his offense. He's so cool. He's like so worried about making good offensive scheme, all of this stuff that he kind of forgets some important football things. And this isn't at all about the coin toss. I think Shanahan's catching way too much grief about the coin toss. This is about not turning over every stone. Reed's a great offensive mind, too. Like Shanahan's a good offensive mind. But all that we heard in the aftermath of the overtime game, every single Chief knew the rules of overtime. They had a plan of when they were going into overtime. They had some sort of idea of an overtime period, and the rule changes, and they were well taught, and all of these things. And then all of that's coming out from San Francisco, we didn't know the rules. We had no idea. 
Why? Well, Andy Reid's turning over every stone, delivering the message to his team. This is how we're going to handle literally everything. And the best coaches are the ones who think of everything. Meanwhile, San Francisco, well, you know, we didn't even know the overtime rules. Why? Because your leader is too caught up at looking at his offense in the mirror. It's the same thing in the Super Bowl when Atlanta blew the 28-3 lead. Kyle Shanahan flat out admitted after that, years after that, I was so way too super aggressive. Why? Because he's more worried about his cool offensive scheme than just going out and winning a stinking football game. I think Kyle Shanahan cares more about his offensive mastermind and prowess than actually winning a football game. Yeah, you know, the thing to me is that as good as he is as an at constructing an offense and play calling for the majority of the season in the playoffs, it just seems like the moments get too big for him. Uh, and I saw it last night. I saw it, you know, particularly with the lack of adjustments and the way he, you know, handled especially the third quarter. But then down the stretch, I wasn't too caught up in the, the, the coin flip. But at the same time, when you look at it and you hear your players saying that, well, I mean, that's what the coaching staff is supposed to do, to prepare you to play every minute of every game. And everybody, I've heard people say, well, you know what? The, the reason why the Chiefs were better prepared for that is because they played the Bills and then the rules changed because of it and all that other stuff. That's BS, right? Because the league changed the rules after that. And what a coaching staff and your general manager in your front office is supposed to do is you're supposed to inform your team of what's going on, what to expect, and how this whole thing works, works out and breaks down. I just I look at a you might you might be right, but I just look at a guy in Shanahan that sometimes to me I, I don't know if it's because it's the Super Bowl, but I, and I don't want to call him a choker. But now it, more than ever, because now it it's squarely on his back. He can't win the big one, no matter what happens. He can't win the big one, and now more than ever, he is going to have to not just call offensive plays, but he's got he's got to, this is for his legacy. No matter how good of a play caller he's been. That that's the one thing he's missing, and, and, and right now I put some I put a good amount of it in terms of the two times he's had a chance once as a coordinator and as a head coach on the fact that in the big games it doesn't seem like he adjusts very well. He's worried about his good looks, aka his offense. He's not fun to talk to at a dinner. He's not fun to be around. All he cares about is are his looks. Look that's I, it. I think Dan Quinn unfairly gets a pass for the Falcons Patriots game. Yeah, but I will say, it. Kyle Shanahan's a choke artist. Like, that's all he does is lose. Like We like NBA comps on this show. Mm-hmm. We said Lamar Jackson is James Harden. He's Doc Rivers without a championship. Good call. Like, all he does is get to, the, get to the big games and lose, whether it's the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan can't get it done. He can't adjust. And this is why, like, I agree with Joel's take earlier. Like, we've talked about this about Purdy. Like, if you go back to the last time these teams played in a Super Bowl, the 49ers could have won that game, but Jimmy Garoppolo missed one throw, and everyone blames Jimmy for that. In reality, there's a lot more to it. And I think this game's kind of similar with Purdy. Like, Purdy, yeah, he doesn't make the throws at the end, but I think it's Kyle Shanahan that's not putting his guys in position to do it in big games. Well, you I mean, they're export away from winning it. Though. I know they are, but like, so... I think Kyle Shanahan's going to eventually blame the quarterback in because he's never going to get fired. No, he He's the most fired. untouchable coach in the NFL almost. This might have been in the final half hour Friday when we were talking about different things with the Super Bowl, but when you look at it, like... The fact, and to your point, Jeremy, you might be onto something with this because of the fact that all you had to do was run the football against the Patriots. I mean, you're up 28 to three. You run clock. You run the football. Whether you get yards or not, you're you're eating up time. You're staying in control of the game. And the fact that you didn't run the ball, would you run three 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 times in the second half or something like that, and you end up losing that lead and losing that game. Yeah, the majority of that has to be on your offensive coordinator. And, 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 yeah, Dan Quinn deserves some too, but that's all solely on Kyle Shanahan for just doing what the logical thing says. 
I don't care. I don't need the flashcard in your, your pocket or anything like that. If you run the football, you win that game. Yeah. Now, I will defend, like, Shanahan's getting a lot of grief today about the coin toss in overtime. And I think there's a lot of reasons to point blame at Kyle Shanahan for yesterday's game. And, I, again, I think he's worried about his good looks and not about winning a football game. Him taking the ball first in overtime was the right decision. And I think every coach in the NFL in that same situation takes the football. Andy Reid, if he wins the coin toss, I believe that he takes the football. Yes, I understand the second possession. You know what the previous team did, and you have the opportunity of four downs should you take the four downs. But sudden death still comes into play. And you're not going to turn down the first possession of a potential sudden death for the maybe Kansas City has the opportunity of another fourth down. I keep reading everywhere, well, you know, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers should have known that Kansas City was going to score a touchdown. Why? You know, that, you know that Kansas City had the ball 12 times in, in regulation yesterday? You know how many touchdowns they had in those 12 possessions? Two? One. One. Yeah. One. Do you know how many plays it took for that touchdown? One, because it was after the screw-up on the punt that San Francisco gave it away. Mm-hmm. Kansas City put together zero touchdown drives in the entire regulation yesterday, yet everybody today, revisionist historians, well, they should have known that they were going to score. Why? What well, in that game yesterday told you that Kansas City was going to march down the field and score a touchdown when they were 0 for 11 and their only touchdown in the entire game prior? Prior to that, came after a screw up on special teams, and it took one play. Yeah, I walked in, and and you guys normally are pretty good at letting me know when I'm idiot, have an idiotic take or I don't get it. And I walked in, and I was going, "What am I missing here? That if you have the momentum and you put the pressure on the other team and you take the ball first, if you score at all, there's pressure on them. But even if you, and if you can hold them to say you get, just get the field goal, if you, as long as you hold them to a field goal, you're guaranteed a second possession, and then it becomes sudden death. I just I didn't think it was a bad decision. I thought that everybody was hammering him for that, and I would have done the same thing. I understand that uh, I saw on ESPN that uh, they said that Andy Reid's analytics department told him during the week that if you're in this situation in the coin flip. It is advantageous and a no-brainer that you have to you have to pass on the football. I had never heard that before. Well, I mean this it, this is kind of college football overtime e like it it kind of has the feel of college football overtime because both teams are guaranteed one possession. the The only difference between the NFL well, there's multiple differences between the NFL playoff overtime and college football overtime. You, know, you start at the twenty five, things like that, alternating possessions. The main difference, though, is that in the NFL, after those first two possessions, that third possession becomes sudden death yep. if the score is equal after the first two possessions. So there's three outcomes here. There's three outcomes on what can happen for there to be a third possession. Neither team could score, right? San Francisco could punt the ball. Kansas City could punt the ball. Now that third possession is a sudden death. That's why you have to take the ball first in OT. The second scenario is the one that played out. San Francisco can kick a field goal, and now Kansas City does have the luxury of knowing that, and they, they're going to have to go for it on fourth down uh, up until the point where maybe they elect to kick a field goal. Or you score a touchdown. Kansas City knows that again. They can go for it on every fourth down, and then maybe, and it was reported afterwards, some in the locker room said that their plan was that they were going to go for two in that situation. So, like, that kind of – that's why Kansas City, their analytics probably said that, is because Kansas City was probably going to go for two in that spot, so it would prevent that third overtime being sudden death. But you still have field goal, field goal that can send it to that sudden death third possession. You have punt, punt that can send it to that, that sudden death third possession. 
and I understand the I understand the benefit of getting the football second. It's because you know what the other team yeah. did, just like in college football OT, and if the other team scores, you're going for it on fourth down until you're at least into field goal range. I don't think that reward is greater than the reward of having the football first in a potential sudden death situation. That's what Kyle Shanahan said afterwards. I completely agree. I think these are people reacting hindsight 2020 revisionist history because no one was talking about that at the time of the coin flip, but everybody was talking about it once the game finished. Well, the other thing that I look at is something that we talked about in the first segment when it relates to Brock Purdy, too. If I'm Shanahan and I know that my quarterback has never been here and done this before, and and I the last thing I want to do, though, you know, he had some good fourth quarters in the in the first two playoff games is I don't want to have the entire weight of the entire world watching and all the extra pressure and having a first-time quarterback in this position feeling like any screw up and I'm done as opposed to I get the ball the first time it's not sudden death for me yet and I have a chance to win the you know to to take my team on another drive like I did and then you obviously you put it in Mahomes' hands he's been there he's done it before but still that fourth down like if they don't get that fourth down game over because you scored they're in a tough situation and that is the ultimate sudden sudden death and I think with Shanahan knowing that he had Purdy too, not that that went into the thought process or not, but I like the fact that the kid didn't have that you know that that extra pressure of knowing, hey, I got to get it done or we're, the game's over. The the second part of this too is San Francisco's defense was just gashed, like they just gave up that that go ahead the go ahead the game tying field goal in the final series of the second half of regulation. Doesn't it help to get San Francisco's defense a little bit of a breather? Like, get them off the field a little bit? That way they can try to catch their breath and get a a stop. And again, by the way, 12 possessions for Kansas City in regulation, one touchdown. A one-play drive after San Francisco screwed up on special teams. A 0-0-6-6, I would rather get the ball second, mainly because you know exactly what game plan to run. Okay, like, did San Francisco not have a game plan? What's the game plan if San Francisco punts? Like, what happens if it's a field goal? It was a field goal, and you stall out around the 35, and you're looking at a third nine situation. You're probably kicking there. I understand the advantages of of having the opportunity to be four down. I get it. I get it. But if that game goes to third overtime, and they have the first possession of sudden death, that's a bigger reward, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what Andy Reid did with the, with the whole with that last night, or if they would have had the choice to take the ball second, because frankly, it's your quarterback. Like, I, I think ninety percent of the time, I'm all with you guys. Like, it makes sense to take the ball first, but when you have that quarterback, when you have Mahomes, like that to me is where, yeah, I don't care. I'm taking the ball second. I'm driving down the field. I'm going to score. I know we have it all day. But it's Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to go for two and get the win. Like, it might be the only team where I think it's the 100% the right decision if it was their decision last night to do that. What if it's punt-punt? What if you go punt-punt first two series of overtime? I, now I, you're just surrendering I hear the other you. team getting the first possession of a sudden death. But I, I like the idea of drive down the field, score a touchdown, and get two. And, like, you win. That's assuming that the other team scores a touchdown or but, a field goal. But it's your belief in your team. And, like, I think that's where – it's advantageous for specifically the Kansas City Chiefs to attack it that way. You don't you don't have any belief in your defense? I do, but I just don't think like I would rather have one possession with Mahomes than have to face that offense twice. Okay. Speaking of Mahomes, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Can has I've seen some people have this take. Can has Pat Mahomes past Brady as the greatest ever. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live.
from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. He's Blank. I'm Branham. Can Pat Mahomes, or has Pat Mahomes, passed Tom Brady as the greatest ever? 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. What do you think, Blankers? I don't. I don't think he's there yet. I think, you know, it's the same way that I had an issue with everybody anointing him as the greatest quarterback in NFL history when he came onto the scene. And sure, he's been on a heater. He's been on a hell of a run. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do since he's gotten into the league. But, you know, as we always talk about when it's Hall of Fame and, and other things that people are looking for, you know, the, the criteria for, I mean, when you start looking at the whether you go by the numbers or you go by just the, the personal career achievements, he's on a path where it is realistic to say he can get there, but he's got to stay healthy and, and he's got to get to, you know, a, a close, a, 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 I, I would think he has to at least tie or beat Brady's record for Super Bowls. And at the same time, still be able to put up the numbers he's been putting up. And, and, you know, like I said, God forbid, you just hope he stays healthy because what we're watching is is not only fun to watch, but he is, you know, as good as we've ever seen. But I'm not going to put the cart before the horse and say he's the greatest of all time already. I think he's the greatest talent we've seen at the quarterback position. I think there's a difference between talent and resume, though. Like, he doesn't have the resume of Brady. Brady has the best resume ever. Uh, Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than every single NFL organization does. Uh, so Brady still has the greatest resume, and Mahomes has, has Mahomes has a ways to go before he even comes close to that. So Brady won seven, uh, Mahomes won three. Brady beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl. I think that matters, too. An old Tom Brady beat a Mahomes in a Super Bowl. I think that comes into play when you talk about resume. Now, some things that I would point in the Mahomes direction. Uh, We mentioned earlier he's one of five quarterbacks who's won three Super Bowl titles. Brady, seven. Montana, Bradshaw, four. Mahomes, and now Aikman, uh, three. Which was funny seeing that Troy Aikman tweet. Did y'all see that? The really old Troy Aikman tweet where, like, Mahomes. Yeah, went reviral. Like, Mahomes already has more yards and Troy Aikman did his career or something like that. And Troy Aikman was like, tweet me whenever uh, Mahomes has like a third of my titles. And then they were tweeting him yesterday. He now has 100% of your titles. That was kind of funny that Aikman was getting some strays yesterday for something he said a long, long time ago. Um, But he's already put himself in elite company. Pat Mahomes does. And Pat Mahomes was 28 years old this year. So at 28 years old, he's already one of the five greatest if you're going by overall Super Bowl wins. I say I think that Mahomes has more talent than all of these guys. I think he's more talented than Aikman. I think he's more talented than Bradshaw. I think Bradshaw threw more interceptions than touchdowns in his career. I think he's more talented than Joe Montana. I think he's more talented than Tom Brady. Tom Brady still has scoreboard on him whenever you talk about Super Bowls, though. Tom Brady had three Super Bowl wins by the time he was 28 years old. Pat Mahomes has three Super Bowl wins by the time he's 28 years old. So he's on that trajectory. Now, Brady went a long time without Super Bowl wins, so like he can kind of play catch-up here a little bit. So I'm not going to say that Mahomes is the greatest of all time, certainly when you're talking about resume. I think he is the greatest quarterback talent we've seen, though. See, and I think, again, there's also different ways to kind of cut it up. I think in terms of just the greatest pinpoint passer with a, with a rifle for an arm and all those things, is Rodgers, but Rodgers doesn't have the career achievements as, from a team perspective. That he doesn't have the Super Bowls. He's won. He's won one. Uh, and so, for that, you know, from a, just a pure talent standpoint, uh, I mean, I would put Rodgers' arm talent in terms of his accuracy, his touch, and everything that he does at the quarterback position against anybody. But from a winning perspective, from the the, the winning DNA of the way he gets wins in a variety of different ways, like last night where he did it with his legs, where he doesn't have to, but he can, and when he does, he's effective. Um, his ability to extend plays. And, and you know, and be able to 
throw on the run and make all those throws for sure. And I think that, like I said, he's on a path to get there. But, you know, in terms of just the overalls, when you start checking off the boxes, the Super Bowls matter. The career statistics matter. Obviously, it's a more pass-happy game than it was uh, when when some of these guys were in their heyday. But at the same time, there's no denying that what he's done and the run that he's been on since he entered the league is as good as we've ever seen. I like this comparison by 8769. Tamima Holmes is the same as Tiger was to Jack at this point in his career. That's That's not a bad call. Uh, Tiger's never going to catch Jack, obviously. We thought he would, uh, but then he had some things that happened in his life that derailed that. Jack is your Tom Brady. He's going to mm-hmm. have the most majors, and I still think it's going to be hard. I don't think that Mahomes gets to seven. Like, seven's really stinking hard to do. And does he have to play in ten Super Bowls also? I mean, if you're going strictly resume, is yeah, it, probably. And then, honestly, and does it matter? I saw well, this yesterday. This was a new one that I, I forgot about. But people are starting to use this against Mahomes, the Patriots fans, mm-hmm. I see on Twitter. Not only does Patrick Mahomes have to win seven or eight Super Bowls, one of them has to be on a team that's not the Kansas City Chiefs. They've now moved the bar to Tom Brady, where Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. From Mahomes to pass Brady, he also supposedly has to do that. See, I don't agree with that. But I think that the question would be, does he have to get to 10, to your, to your point, Joe, does he have to get to 10? As, as long as he surpasses or even gets to seven or eight. If he gets to seven or eight, I don't think he has to get to ten. Now, in terms of the sustainability, it's they're going to face challenges with finances at a certain point, or they have to shuffle the deck and reshuffle the deck, like the Patriots had to do as well. And there was there was a different generation of Patriots football the second go-around with Brady, just like there was with Jordan in the NBA. That's just part of being a great organization and being savvy enough to be able to reload. I think it's a possibility he could play somewhere else. I don't expect it, but I think that there could be another version of, of the, the Chiefs later in his career that still gives him an opportunity to win a last one, and I don't think he has to do it with another organization. Yeah, so for me, it's like it's pretty simple. The one thing I think that Mahomes will have a leg up on Brady is that we know that Andy Reid will not be there for all of these Super Bowls. That I think is going to benefit Mahomes in the long term in this conversation. That at some point, Nagy, Bienemy, someone else, maybe two other coaches, who knows, will be the head coach of Patrick Mahomes, and it won't just be Bill Belichick and Brady like it was the whole time. But honestly, it's it's not possible for me. It's not possible for him to, to get catch seven Brady? Super Bowls? He has to win nine or ten Super Bowls. Uh, that's, uh, why, not, because, why not seven? Why not seven and have more Patrick Mahomes said himself last night when asked about it, it's hard because he beat me. Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game in 2019 when he was a Patriot, and he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl when he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He has scoreboard. Okay, that gives them a tiebreaker if they're tied at seven, though. But if Mahomes gets to eight, he has eight. Mm-hmm. Like, Mahomes is now the all-time winningest Super Bowl quarterback in NFL history. And I history. think it has to be, like, eight and one. See, that's the only thing I really care about whenever I'm talking about resume. Because talent and resume are two different things. I think Mahomes is more talented uh, than Brady. Brady has the resume because he has the seven Super Bowl wins. I don't really care about MVPs. I don't really care about total yardage. I really don't care about total touchdowns. Like you mentioned, this is a pass-happy like a pass happy era. Like, And I know that Brady got benefit from that too. Like We're not talking about Mahomes versus Terry Bradshaw here. Like Brady threw for a bunch of yards as well. Football is not a statistical game for me. Like, football is about how do you go out, you win that game. How do you come through in big moments? San Francisco, I thought, outplayed Kansas City yesterday. I thought San Francisco was the better team most of that game. But Mahomes made two critical drives, the end of regulation to tie it, the end of overtime to win it. So it's all about Super Bowl wins whenever I'm talking about quarterbacks and I'm talking about quarterback greats and I'm talking resumes. 
If Pat Mahomes gets to eight, he passes Brady for the all-time greatest uh, at the quarterback position. I don't care how many it takes for him to get to that. I don't care if he plays in 15 Super Bowls. It's all about Super Bowl wins when I'm looking at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but I, I, I think that when you look at what he has to do he, and, the, and the time frame that he has to do it, the, the one thing, Joe, to your point, I, I think it would be interesting if he does it without Andy Reid, but... I believe that it's easier for him. It's like Brett Favre. Brett Favre never understood freaking offenses and offensive coordinators anyway. He just played playground football. Mahomes is capable of playing playground football whenever he wants and being able. But how sustainable athletically is that going to be later in his career? That's going to be interesting for me because it's not like I don't think he has a grasp of the offense. But I think a lot of the ability for him to do the things that we're all talking about is off script. He can go off script. He can go playground football. He can create. He can do all these different things. And and Andy Reid is just an offensive genius with play calling. The next offensive coordinator, is there another Andy Reid out there? Yeah, I think you could pair a couple. Of, there's some guys out there that you could pair him with. But at what point in, in Mahomes' career is he still going to be able to do the things he's doing now? Because I think that a lot of his scrambling ability and the things that he's been able to do now, is gonna, it's, I think... That's tougher to do. That's why Brady was able to play as long as he did because he just stood in the pocket. He had great protection. He didn't have to do too much athletically. Yeah, Mahomes won a Super Bowl last year on one leg. Okay, the, the game that that last game, right? Yeah, the, but, whole, the whole build up of the playoffs, like that was he had that for like the start of the postseason, didn't he? And yeah. Like he reaggravated, he, re-aggravated he, he won, it and he went through the, the entire postseason on one ankle. No, I think, I think maybe not the first game. I can't remember exactly when he hurt. It might have been. I think it was in the divisional uh, round. I think he, I think he, got, got I think he injured on. it in the divisional round. Finished the game, and then they shot him up for the conference championship. And then they were like, "Oh, he's going to be pretty fine for the Super yeah, Bowl because he got two Hattie weeks." Yeah, and then he kind of re-aggravated. He went on one leg last year. I don't think he needs the mobility. He can pick you apart from the pocket and win from the pocket. It. Now, he's capable of doing both. He needed it last night. Now, but, sure, it helped him. Yeah, last sure, night it was like him. a major but part of But he's proven it. he can do it without it. Yeah, I think he can do plenty. I, I, to me, the biggest question from Mahomes, like if he's going to get there, it's, it's all about replacing Tyreek was fine. How do you replace Kelsey? Because like even like in the Brady years, like we saw Brady. I mean, Brady didn't win a Super Bowl for like what, like six, seven years. I think it was ten, like something like that. Like I think and, he went like ten years. And there was a big drop off in Nine terms of weapons. I mean, he never won a Super Bowl with his best weapon with Randy Moss. So I, I think Mahomes can get there, but he, I think he has to win at least two more than Brady because nah. of the scoreboard. I think. I think it matters. I think, it, nah. the, I I think, think it, it has to matter. He doesn't have scoreboard anymore if it's eight to seven. He has the tie break if it's seven seven. I know, but like I just like. LeBron's not going to pass Jordan now, but if LeBron and Jordan would have played and Jordan would have beat him once, I think it just gives you this extra edge. Because even though, yes, you've won more games in the biggest game ever, Mahomes lost. Brady won. But think about, like, in just that kind of comparison, the fact that, to Jeremy's point, the individual stats numbers don't matter. It's how many championships did you win? And that's why Kobe's still firmly in that conversation just because – Everybody knows Kobe's got, I think, one, what is it, one more than LeBron. So the, when you start keeping scoreboard, that's where the scoreboard normally st- starts. And for more than the common fan, in a lot of places, that's where a lot of people's criti- I mean, their critique ends. Like, if you don't have six, then you aren't Jordan, no matter what LeBron does. And I think that when you look at it, that's what's going to be graded the hardest, and that's going to be the most critical is how many does, when Mahomes wraps it up, how many does he have? If he's got eight, he's got it for sure. If he's got seven... Yeah, I understand the head-to-head, but how he's done it and, and the way that he, you know, he's just taken over a game, put it on his shoulders. Because a lot of times the criticism on LeBron was he was going to pass the ball up. He didn't want to do that. 
Like, Mahomes has not only wanted to, he's done it every single time to this point. Mega Mahomes' first seven seasons, much better than Brady's, and Mahomes has done it without cheating. A little cheating from Brady. No one cares about cheating in football, though. Cheating's okay as long as it's football. Every other sport, it matters, but football doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Brady got suspended a quarter of the season. No one cares. You don't think it kept Antonio Gates out of the Hall of Fame this weekend? They got suspended for steroids. I didn't even know until I didn't know. He, I didn't know that steroids. either. No, I think I think that he got kept out of the Hall of Fame because it's really hard to get in the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's fair. Like no, Tom Brady got suspended literally a quarter of a season, and no one cares. I, no one depends, cares. It will depend on what side of the argument you want to be on. If you want to be on the Mahomes side and defend it, I guess more Chiefs fans would most likely be like this. They will use Spygate and Deflategate against oh, Tom. Sure. When did Gates get uh, dinged for steroids? It was later in his Latest career. Late in his career, yeah, because like he had a really long yeah. career, too. But, like, yeah, I, I think the, the Chiefs fans' side of the argument or the really pro Mahomes side, they'll use the cheating stuff against Brady. They Rare. probably should. Rare says, What happens if Mahomes goes 7 and 1 while Brady is 7 and 3? To me, it only cares about that win column because every year is its own gauntlet. Like, you can't just say we're 7 and 1 in the Super Bowl, Brady was 7 and 3. Brady got there 10 times, Mahomes got there 8. Like, to me, it's how many times you win the Super Bowl. Every year is its own gauntlet. Well, and the argument that's the argument from Niner fans from Montana is he never lost. Right, yeah. he he got to, he never lost a Super Bowl. But if he only won five, how many right. years did he not get right. to the Super Bowl? Like that matters. That matters. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Can Mahomes pass Brady? What would it take for him to pass uh, Brady as the greatest ever? Also, what's the best way to build for the Houston Texans? Is it similar to the first Kansas City title? Or the last, yesterday's, Kansas City title. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Guys, before we go to break, one of our new sponsors I want to tell you about, X-Golf. X-Golf is absolutely fantastic. It's perfect for you if you're a golfer, but sometimes you can't get out during the day because of your work schedule. Well, guess what? They have the greatest golf simulators I personally have ever seen. They are accurate. They are fantastic. And unlike some of these other simulator places, the putting is realistic, and it's you really putting on a putting green and reading putts. It's fantastic. Everything with the shot tracker tracks, every iron in your bag, and all the woods and the spin and the distance. You can even play with your own golf balls instead of playing with the ones that they provide for you so that you have the most accurate field to work on your game every shot of every round. It's 50 different golf courses that you can choose from from across the world. You can drive, chip, and putt. They are fantastic. If it's raining, it's fantastic. If it's not, you can still work on your game morning, noon, and night, and it is perfect. It is located at Highway 99 and I-10 in the Katy area. It's the only X-Golf in this area, and you've got to check it out. It's also a massive bar, 20 TVs, perfect for birthday parties, happy hours, corporate events, they have leagues, they have tournaments, so much more. It's absolutely awesome. I had, could not wait to tell you guys about this because you got to check it out. Once you go once, you will be hooked. It is absolutely the best way to tune up your game and have some fun no matter what time of day. Check them out today. Tell them I sent you by because Chris and his staff do a phenomenal job. It's an unbelievably clean and cool environment. Check out X-Golf today. Most bees make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. 713-780-ESPN. We'll, we'll hold off on the uh, the best way to build from a Texan's point of view just for a few minutes. 713-780-3776. few people want to weigh in on the Brady-Mahomes uh, conversation. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Vera, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up? Hey, guys. Appreciate you letting me call in. Um... I think the part, um, as you know, if we were to do just like-for-like comparisons between the Patriots and the Chiefs, um, for the first few years, there was uh, 
Patriots had some very good, very reasonable draft classes that, you know, gave them a bunch of good skill position players, the Dion branches. Um, and then, of course, on the defensive line, you know, junior CO and all those great, all those great players, right? And it's one of those things that once um, some of these coaches started to leave, the front office people started to leave, it started to have an effect on on the on the draft classes of of, uh, of the Patriots. I um, mean, you know, the Scott Pioli's and all those guys leaving. Um, so it's a convoluted answer, but I think coming back to the point is. Brady masked that for a long time until, of course, he couldn't. Um, and then, of course, now you look at it in the pitch, the roster is a total dumpster fire. So I think it just remains to see how, um, you know, the likes of Brett Veach or whoever is going to be in charge, uh, along with the coaching changes, if there are coaching changes, is able to um, manage the roster for, you know, for Mahomes has, uh, you know, real hopes of uh, equaling or beating Brady's uh, Super Bowl records. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Vera, appreciate the call. I, I think from the standpoint of the Chiefs, I, I just don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves from the standpoint of the fact that it is attainable. He, he's, he's obviously off to a start, like, other than Brady that we haven't seen before, and the fact that he's able to check all these things off so early. But sustainability is part of this, and health is part of this. And we've got to see the whole thing play out. And there are going to be challenges from an organizational standpoint, as Vera mentioned, from a coaching standpoint, and then personally, as he gets older and skills, his skill sets start to change. There were reports all the time about every year Brady was trying to reinvent himself and either change his delivery, his you know, and his his dropbacks and all these different things, trying to stay ahead of beat Father Time for as long as possible and stay ahead of the game. There's a ton of challenges left for Mahomes, no matter how good of a start he's off to. Before I'm willing to say he's the greatest of all time, and or he's in the conversation, you know, with with Tom Brady just because of the fact that there's still too much time to tell and so too many more games to play. 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRMP listener line for Joseph. Joseph, you're in the high for the bees. What's up? How you doing? What's up, man? Yes, I have a few things. Uh, number one, cheating always counts. There's also the Eli effect. He could never beat Eli. There's a... Uh, the three gimmies he got, the Seahawks, Atlanta, and uh I mean he had to come back from twenty eight three. That wasn't a gimme. He was down twenty eight to three at the half. Like that that wasn't a gimme. Now there was a lot of things that no, happened no, no, in the no. second the half that I came into was, play. The reason I, the reason I the reason I say it was a gimme because both of those losses were a coach's loss. Coach's ego changed. If they had kept running, I'll give the ball Did the to, Patriots uh, score points in the second half? Like, it's fair to say that Shanahan choked in that game, but Brady absolutely yeah. played a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they don't let him in the game, he can't win the game. And how do you put away a game? You run the ball. They stop running the ball. Same thing with uh, the Seahawks game. There's nobody on the Patriots team that thought they would have won and they gave it to Beast Boy four times after one. Okay. No one. If, if also, you take away, if you take away uh, all three of those that were given away, your words, not mine, Brady's still tied for the most Super Bowls of all time. Hey, you are, uh, Buffalo went four times. Are they great? They didn't win one. If you go and lose it, if you go and lose it, it doesn't count. He would, Brady would still have four taking away the three that you're you're discounting him for. And also, they always talk about T.O. as a team obliterator. Brady was also. He went to the owner to get his replacement out of there so his coach wouldn't have a quarterback. So he, then he goes to another team that's set and wins the Super Bowl. You don't get credit for that. All right. Those are good points. Good points, Joseph. Appreciate the call. I mean, Some good points. Uh, I mean, he's he won – 
regardless of what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe they won after they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just with all the greats, though, get rid of people who might take over for them. Like, don't you know about, like, the uh, the empire, like, the emperors back in the day? Yeah, you, you kill some people off that like, will make sure they don't take over your spot at the head of the table. I can see, like, what road you're driving down, Joseph, but here's the problem, okay? If it's and butts were candies and nuts, then I can discredit everything. Patrick Mahomes last night doesn't win a Super Bowl if the San Francisco 49ers just block one guy. And the, and the extra point goes through. You can't or pick the muff, apart. Or the muff punt, kind of. Like, all not that a, not stuff. Not a muff, There's also like 100 fumbles gaff, last night. Gaff, there were. Yeah. There were. There were some there were some. I mean, there was problems. an illegal forward pass last night that got completely swept under the table that like no one even is talking about because it doesn't matter. Illegal forward pass? You're talking about the push pass that no, was no. grounding? So Rasheed Rice, when he fumbles early in the game, it looks oh. like he, he flips the ball forward to Travis Kelsey. That's the one Romo was talking about that he saw on the scoreboard and yeah. said, did he lateral that forward? It's like, as he's starting to go down, he throws it forward to Travis Kelsey. Huh. But, like, no big deal. I missed that. Yeah, I was watching this morning. Uh-huh. I think that's what it looks like. I think you could also argue the fact that the grounding call on Mahomes on the push pass yeah. was... I didn't think that was grounding. I didn't think it was either. I didn't either. But, like, it's it's fine. Like, if you want to pick apart Brady's Super Bowl, we can do the same thing with Mahomes. You can pick apart everything. Like, exactly. it, takes, it takes some luck. Like, it takes some luck to win, like, a lot. And, and Brady lost three, but he also went to ten. Like, he won 70% of his Super Bowls against the other conference's best team. Um, so you can nitpick every ride. Uh, I don't think that people care about Tom Brady um, <laughs> being suspended for four games. Like people make jokes about it, but we still anoint Tom Brady as the greatest ever because he won seven. Uh, Fox is going to pay him three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. He's doing all of these advertisements and all this stuff. It's not like he's been blackballed because he cheated. You know who got blackballed? Barry Bonds got blackballed. So they because they cared about it in baseball, and and, and Bonds was never suspended. Bonds never. Failed a Major League Baseball drug test. Brady got suspended a quarter of the year, but he's fine. Bonds, Black Bolt. My, you're right. My, my big thing with Mahomes is we we still have to see more. He's got to get into that neighborhood with Brady in a lot of different ways, and especially as it relates to Super Bowls. And that's going to take his health. And I, I just, you don't know until it happens. But once it happens, you don't know how it can derail all these talks and all this conversation because right now it's just innuendo until he continues to kind of narrow that gap and keep doing what he's doing to start his career. Now it's how he's going to finish the rest of his career. Nine four five one. Brady almost made it impossible by doing it with another team coach. Mahomes is going to have a chance to do it with another coach. I don't think the team really matters. I don't really care so much about doing it with two different teams. Like seven titles, two teams versus seven titles, one team. That doesn't really move the needle for me I one think, way or another. I think with Andy retiring at some point, it kind of cancels it out even more. Maybe, because you can almost say like it's a new team. Exactly. That's, that, that's what my point earlier was the fact that he could stay with the Chiefs but get a whole, totally different regime and, and still do the same thing Brady did with Tampa. It's just how you reload. Let's continue this on the other side. Also, what would you do with the Texans? More Kansas City's first title, more Kansas City's Yesterday title, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.